Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Rope the Twine. I'm your host, Brandon Sarman. And boy, oh boy, do we have some things to talk about. Uh, it's definitely changed a lot. The Flyer season's changed a lot since the last time we spoke. Um, obviously, the Flyers ended up going on a 10-game losing streak. Um, it's their third 10-game losing streak in the past two seasons. I believe it's actually three in the last almost 365 days. I think it was like 365 plus eight days, um, which is a major concern. But there's been a lot of uh, positives, as John Torello has said it mostly. But to go through another 10-game losing streak is something that is very hard to put into words for a team that was very adamant during the offseason and last um closing arguments last year was that, that would never happen again. And that was one of the main things John Torello said in his press conference to open up his tenure was we will not go through something like that again. And here we are once again, experiencing another 10 game losing streak. So we'll talk about that a little bit today. As you can see, the flyers are now under 500. They're nine, 12 and five. Carter Hart still leads them, um, and it's pretty good. Charlie O'Connor of The Athletic had a great piece today on Carter Hart saying that a lot of the people are complaining that you know his save percentage is low, and a couple of the things that go into Goldie's stats are not as good. Well, 9-11 save percentage is actually in the top, I think it's 15 in the NHL right now. The league average this season is 900. So Hart is well above that stat line, but there is a very, very cause for concern um, with Hart, not from his goaltending perspective, but some of the habits that were flagged when he was coming into the NHL, not being a good puck handler, not being a good stick handler, and not being able to move the puck, as you can see by the New Jersey loss on Saturday two critical mistakes by Hart in the third period while trying to move the puck, gave the Devils, gifted the Devils two goals. Endingly, the scoreline, 3-2, to two, which the Flyers couldn't come back from. So when you really look at it, that's, that's what's going on in Carter Hart's world. But we'll still get into that later on about why he continues to be the Flyers MVP. And you can hear it on every single night after the game, John Torello even though there was mistakes there, did not want to criticize this goalie. He knows how well and how good Carter has been playing and how much Carter means to this team, especially to keep them afloat. Um, he's talked about it multiple times where, you know, they're going to have to get good goaltending every single night because they're still making critical, critical small mistakes that they have to fix. And the only way that they can continue to be competitive uh, on a nightly basis is by Carter standing on his head and Carter getting good goaltending, not just from Carter, but from Felix as well. So there's that part of it that, you know, he's walking a fine line with Carter because Carter is their most valuable player. You can't, there's no other more important player on this team than Carter Hart right now, especially with the way that they've been scoring, which has been in the bottom third of the NHL. And giving up goals, which has actually been in the top third of the NHL. So Carter Hart has been, you know, keeping them in games as much as he can. But, you know, 
there's some mistakes there that happen that they've continued to try to fix um, that has been causing them issues. So that's why you look at it with a, a, a small line there. And I guess people are warranted to say that, you know, it's Carter Hart and all this and his stats aren't good. Well, Carter Hart's doing his best that he can on a nightly basis. It's hard to make 30 plus saves nor likely what he's at right now. I think he's averaging close to 34 saves a night. Um, that's pretty hard to do on a nightly basis um, to keep your team in it every single game. Uh, and it was good to see on yesterday that on Monday night that Carter actually got some goal support and he actually could, he actually had a two goal lead, a three goal lead at one point. So he actually had that space and ability to know that, you know, he, he could, you know, be a goalie and not have to worry about making that next big key save, even though that's what he's supposed to do. But it gives him that sense of relief that he doesn't really isn't weighing on him so much as it has been um, basically to start this season. As you can see, Kevin Hayes continues to lead the team in points and assist. Hayes is at a point per game um, stretch right now, continually that the season he has 27 points in 26 games. If you date it back uh, his last 54 games, he has 49 points. Uh, he has 15 goals and 34 assists. Um, since returning, especially from injury last year, you know, Hayes has just produced points. I mean, it's it's another nightly thing. Even with everybody saying he's in the doghouse, John Thorell continues to say he's not. He just believes he has some bad habits uh, at center that he is hard to fix. He phrased it like this after the last game, that they're hard to fix at his age and his standpoint in the NHL. So he's been allowing him to see the ice better at right wing or left wing, which it has been translating very well for Hayes, especially um, being in the recent games where he's continued that point uh, per game streak of uh, the season. He's at 27 through 26 games. So he has a little bit of work to do there uh, at the center ice position and the Flyers do want him to return there. But if not, he is still going to be a very good contributor on the wing. Travis Konechny continues to lead the team in goals. Uh, Konechny has scored three straight after returning from his upper body injury. Uh, that's a big sign for them, even though last night was a empty net goal. It's still a goal for Travis Konechny to keep his confidence up, and that's one thing that John Thorell has been talking about lately is the Flyers' confidence level. Even though on a 10-game losing streak, their effort was there, but John Thorell has said that their confidence is hard to teach when you're not doing the things right in the NHL, when you're not getting wins, when you're not getting goals, when you're not doing all those small things that make your team a winning team in the NHL, the confidence factor is something that John Toretto continues to hammer home that you have to breed con confidence. And it's hard to do that offensively, but he loves to see, he loves what he's seen right now off the puck. And that's one thing that he's been focusing on in teaching moments to make sure they know that. Even though you're not contributing offensively, keep your confidence high because you're doing all the right things away from the puck. And that's one thing that has been instilled from them since early on, that this is a situation where you do the right things, you will be rewarded. Now, whether that is uh, by points or by just your head coach, that's the two things that John Terrell has really, really been hammering home with them and building what he calls the identity and foundation for this team. They're still working on that, but that's what he's been really, really focusing on. So 
it's it's one of those things where it's it's a love hate relationship, especially with some of the guys that have trouble understanding that. Uh, it's it's what John Torello called the other day. It's called tough love, um, and he's he's been tough on some guys, but he's also been very very um, good on other guys, giving a lot of guys the opportunity. Noah Cates is one of those names that comes to mind. Noah Cates is one of those guys that John Torello loves, and as you can see right now, he's playing. The first line center with Travis Konechny and Kevin Hayes on his wings. And he's really, really, really grown into that position. He struggled, uh, especially towards the end of the Flyers 10-game losing streak in the past, I would say, about seven to eight games. That in the faceoff dot, he was really, really struggling. He was only about 22% uh, in an eight-game span. Um, and it really was affecting him a little bit that the Flyers actually started to move people around, especially when they didn't have um, Scott Lawton in the lineup, Travis Connecting in the lineup. They were moving him around to play wing where he was getting uh, the center, not the center duties taken away, but the face-off duties were taken away. Kevin Hayes was taking a lot of the face-offs. Um, and that was just kind of giving him a relaxing factor. And actually the other day, it was all the centers that practice because the Flyers have had struggles in this face-off dot recently. Um, they got a legend's touch. Uh, Bobby Clark was actually at practice the other day. And he was giving him some pointers, especially the younger guys, on how to win faceoffs. A lot of those things that he was teaching uh, are in the past. You can't really do that anymore. So it would be it's it, it's definitely helped Noah Cates over the past few days. One player that it has really really helped is Lucas Sedlak, who leads the team in faceoff percentages. And over the past three games, I think he's at like a seventy percent clip. Um, so he's really 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 taking over the Flyers' number one. Uh, face-off guy. You saw it last night, late in the third period. He was out there for one of the critical face-offs. Uh, and John Torella has really, really instilled that on these guys that when you get something that you're good at, he's really rewarding to those types of abilities. Now, where we're at in the season is a pretty primal uh, expression. Uh, Thanksgiving, it's called normally the hockey's deadline. Uh, it's If you're not within a certain amount of points, normally it's about, I would say, half between um, last place and wild card. If you're not in that above echelon before or after Thanksgiving, you know, it sets the tone for the next few weeks, especially heading into the Christmas deadline freeze where, you know, your team is in the make or break season where you're either going to be selling or you're going to be pushing for a playoff spot. The Flyers didn't really start out very well. They have two wins in their last six in that, um, in that span of after uh, Thanksgiving. Uh, and right now they're on that little tiny losing streak of right now they've won 16, they've lost 16 of their last 20 games, which has really turned their season, uh, into one that's really mixed emotions. And this is where my, where we're going to talk about most today is that there's a certain level of concern right now for the Flyers organization, because the thing that is really, really starting to become clear is that John Tortorello and Chuck Fletcher are not seeing an eye right now. You can see that from the start of the season. They were very much, pretty much on the same page. You know, it went from aggressive retool door in the summer. Chuck Fletcher really changed his mindset to saying, you know, making that big declaration on the first day of training camp that there's a possibility of 10 guys under 25 in the lineup on opening night. John Tortorello has really kept that message very, very firm and consistent. You know, he wants to put these guys, especially the younger guys, in certain situations because he doesn't know what he has with this team yet. And he wants to figure out what he can do with this team. But that message has stayed consistent. The one message that has changed came from Chuck Fletcher. Uh, 
it was last week after the Flyers, you know, injury words were coming up. He was giving some updates on Travis Connecting, Scott Lawton, Wade Owls, and Jason Reed's like Chuck made some very bad worded comments. And instead of continuing to adapt and use that youth movement as they've kind of both understood, he flipped the script again. And he said, you know, we're five points out of a playoff spot and we have a lot of these guys coming back out, out of injury, and we're going to be more competitive. So we'll see where it goes. That's not what you want to hear from your general manager that has already said you're going to be the youth movement. Not to mention your head coach has already been sticking to his message of being staying to the youth movement. And this is not really cause for concern for John Torrell or anybody on the ice. This is more concern for what the Flyers do next with the general manager position. I tweeted out the other day, um, the Flyers started 5-2-0 um, and oh last year, then went had those the 10-game losing streak, and in the midst of the 10-game losing streak, Elaine Vigneault was fired. This season, the Flyers started out 6-2-1 and have now lost 16 of their last 20. And you have to wonder if history will repeat itself and there's a really big hot seat for Chuck Fletcher. Now, there's a couple different things that I'll discuss right now that get into this. First thing is there's some... Some small chatter um, around the Flyers organization that they don't have the money right now to buy out Chuck Fletcher. That's one thing that you can necessarily you can't necessarily put back, especially coming out of COVID, especially still paying two head coaches. The Flyers are paying almost eight million dollars for their head coaching position right now, uh, and all the money they just spent on their backside. You know the blank check reference where they where they signed a lot of guys to work in the front office, uh, the management side, and the redoing of all of their off ice training and physical physical nature stuff. Um, their trainers, everything, their support staff, everything got changed. So there is a possibility that could be very much a possibility that that's one of the reasons why they haven't made a move yet. The other one is, is that I really feel like Dave Scott really wants to see, and I think it's Chuck Fletcher getting let off the hook once again because of injuries. He wants to see if there is a change over the next month towards Christmas where the injured players come back, the veteran flyers, make a difference. And this is where it becomes a very, very big thin line. Because the one thing you have to watch out for here is that you cannot allow, especially if you are going to make a big wholesale change of youth movement rebuilding a little bit and getting the right players in here, you cannot have Chuck Fletcher be here by the deadline. There has to be a change made that allows either an outside new guy to come in or promoting Danny Briere, who is speak to that in a second, is a cannot allow that to happen. You have you cannot allow Chuck Fletcher to go through another big pivotal point in an NHL season to affect this team's future. 
And that's where I'll get to right now because this is where it becomes very, very interesting. The interesting part about this is that when you look at what's happening, there is a couple situations where this could be a very easy turnaround. And what that means is, is that when you look at what's going on, the Flyers have already have Chuck Fletcher as the president. Chuck Fletcher is the president and general manager. A lot of teams nowadays have a president and a general manager, i.e., look at the Pittsburgh Penguins. Brian Burke is the president of hockey operations. He runs basically the show over there, but he allows Chuck, he allows uh, Ron Hextall the freedom to do anything he wants because he is the guy that makes that team. Toronto, same exact thing. Brandon Shanahan, the president of the team. Dovis, general manager of the team. So when you look at what could happen, I really think there's a possibility that the Flyers could go to that and. Chuck Fletcher said it even himself that him and Dave Scott had a two-hour-plus conversation on the future of this team last week. And he admitted that it is a business, and business decisions have to be made. So when you hear that from your general manager, when you know that there's history there where you can move uh, people to a certain position and remove people from a certain position, especially with the backing of Danny Breer getting backed by Paul Holmgren, Bobby Clark, all the Flyers brass, all the Flyers advisors that know how well he's transformed himself from 2015 leading up into his management career, leading the, Marin- the main Mariners and now getting to be the special assistant and now being that person that is in line for g- the general manager position. There, There's a certain... Al- aspect to this where it could be Chuck Fletcher just basically allowing Danny Briere to be the general manager. That's the best case scenario. And when you really look at it, there's some strong rumors um, and there's some strong you know, people saying it. There's some popular people. There's some very, very well-connected people in the NHL saying that there is a certain point that over the next few weeks that Danny Briere could be named the general manager of the Philadelphia Flyers. And that would be a key turning point in the season because it would kind of mean that the season is technically over. And when this is where I'll get into this and we'll, I'll close it off with this. If Dana Briere becomes the fire general manager, this team will look a lot different a month after he's in power. And the reason I say that is, is because Danny will focus on next year. Danny will focus on two years. Danny will focus on building this team out so that we're looking at a two to three year rebuild, not something long term, not something where we can put continue to put band-aids on. Like John Tortorello said the other day, you can't build the team right if you continue to put band-aids on things. You have to build a foundation and add to that foundation, not putting band-aids on things you think will hope and work. You have to build it right. And the one thing that I heard that was really, 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 really talking to that point, and this is coming from a, a source inside the Flyers organization, is that the one person that really, really pushed for John Tortorella to be the head coach was Danny Briere. And this goes back to when you really look at it, there was a, this John Tortorella was not Chuck Fletcher's number one pick. And 
to say that Danny Briere had a little bit more say and a little bit more push to get John Tortorella head coach, you had to think then that there could be a possibility that Danny Briere might be the general manager sooner rather than later. So we'll see where that goes. We'll see how they do. They're going to get James M. Reed's right back probably tomorrow night. Wade Allison should be right behind him. Uh, he's going to be starting skating, I believe, next week. They're taking it very cautiously with Wade, especially doing where his injury was and his injury history in that spot. Cam Atkinson is getting closer. He, I believe, is going to be making potential rehab assignment to Lehigh just to get a game in, but we'll see if that actually happens. I don't think it will. Cam's a vet. He doesn't need that time, uh, but we'll see how that goes. But right now, we're in a we're in a turning point in the Flyer season. The next time I talk to you, we could have a new general manager. The Flyers could be have a couple of trades uh, already in the work, especially going into that Christmas deadline. There could be a couple different things that how we view the Flyers season that happens over the next few weeks. And we'll see. We'll see how that works out. We'll see how they go. We'll see how they do. They're playing a lot better hockey right now. John Thoreau spoke to that last night. The, the, their structure has been a lot better. But we'll see. We'll see how they go. They're going to play a lot of good NHL teams over the next few weeks. They have a little bit of a road trip coming up here. They have a four-game road trip coming up. So we'll see. We'll see how it goes. We'll see how they do. And we'll see what we're going to look like when we talk next. Will we have a new general manager? Will the Flyers have made a trade? Will there be a couple of new guys in the mix? We'll see what happens. But until then, we'll, we'll leave it at that. And could by the time we talk again in two weeks, could Danny Breer be the general manager? We'll have to wait and see.